Welcome back to the Doggy Juice Pod. This is episode number 145, Thursday, November 2nd, 2023. And thank you for making the Doggy Juice Pod a part of your week. It's hard to believe that it's been seven years to the day since the Cubs won the World Series over the Cleveland Indians. Easily one of the best sporting events and one of the best nights ever, uh, with the Cubs winning in the most dramatic fashion imaginable in, uh, in seven games. It's been seven years already, man. That's crazy. And Speaking of the Cubs and Wrigley Field, my alma mater, the Iowa Hawkeyes, are coming to Chicago this weekend to play Northwestern at Wrigley, and it's the lowest total I've ever tracked in a college game, in, in the FBS at least. FCS has some wacky low totals sometimes, but that one opened 29 and a half, was bet up to 31 consensus, although I'm seeing some 30 and a halves, and, and Caesars is at 30 as I record this on Thursday morning. Anyway, it's going to be another quick episode this week. We'll dive into some quick hitters, and then I have a couple spots where I'm seeing some betting value over the weekend. And then, of course, we'll finish off with the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL Teaser of the Week after going to 6-2 and two on the season on our official NFL Doggy Juice Pod Teaser of the Week last week. Let's get going. I can feel it all the way down in my plums, getting all swollen. Maine Sports Betting, the state of Maine, <laughs> finally launches... At 9 a.m. on Friday, tomorrow actually, as I'm recording this Thursday, the governor signed the sports betting bill a year and a half ago back in May of 2022, but uh, Maine still hasn't launched legal regulated sports betting quite yet, but that's about to change this weekend. Uh, Caesars is going to be going live. DraftKings just announced that they're entering, but uh, not entirely sure if they're going to be ready to go on Friday or not. We're not seeing as many operators in the Pine Tree State just due to the extensive revenue sharing requirements there. I know BetMGM did announce that they're going to be opening two in-person sports books and uh, OTBs after uh, they complete construction later this year. 38 states now and Washington, D.C. have legalized sports betting and Maine will be the 36th state, not including D.C., to become operational. The other two are Vermont and Florida uh, that aren't operational yet, but one of those is about to be again. Florida sports betting is going to be returning with in-person betting on Thursday, December 7th. There's still um, an ongoing legal challenge of the state gaming compact with the Seminole Tribe. So no mobile wagering yet for the time being, but that may come around the same time. So stay tuned to that. That's definitely a developing situation. Very complex uh, situation. Legal sports betting in Florida has taken a a unique path in, I guess, true Floridian fashion. Uh, For those who remember legal betting was possible in Florida, and you could do it from the comfort of your couch on on the mobile app, for a brief period of just a few weeks near the end of uh, 2021 until that legal challenge led to a pause. But finally, two years later, we're going to see the return. And, you know, according to the gaming compact where the legal challenge is taking place, the Seminole, Seminole tribe is really the only game in town and they're powered with hard rock. Shout out Rob LeJudas, friend of the pod. But um, on December 7th, you can head to any of those of the three Seminole casinos down in South Florida. I'm here in the, the Seminole Hard Rock Hotel and Casino in Tampa is going to launch in person the next day on Friday, December 8th. And then I'm hearing on Monday, December 11th at the Seminole Casino in Mokali. I'm probably uh, mispronouncing that, but um, near Naples. And then the Seminole Brighton Casino near Lake Okeechobee is going to also be launching uh, supposedly on Monday, December 11th. It's exciting. Uh, it's going to be a really interesting situation to see what happens with mobile and the ongoing legal challenge of the gaming compact there. But it's good news for anybody in Florida looking to make legal regulated bets, and they'll be able to do so. And 
uh, just a few short weeks' time. ESPN Bet is coming soon. I know that's not new news, but what is news is that they just announced that the ESPN Bet app will be launching on November 14th. And so they have a date now picked out, and that's just a couple short weeks away. And according to sources, they're going to be live and launching that app in 17 states. Arizona, I'm going to name all of them. Arizona, Colorado, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Kansas, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, New Jersey, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, and West Virginia. And they're going to be going live under Penn's existing licenses. It's going to be replacing Barstool Sportsbook, RIP, in those states. And I'm I'm very intrigued to see how this launch goes, but also how ESPN navigates the responsible gaming side of things, just how, how uniquely positioned they are with their reporters, you know, guys like Adam Schefter, who really do move the market with their tweets at times. So it's going to be interesting interesting to see how they, you know, insulate some of that and how they break some of that apart. Uh, it's also going to be really interesting to see how they integrate betting into live broadcasts, especially with the ESPN Plus product. And no doubt there's a big opportunity to shake things up in the entire space on the tech side of things and the consumer experience with uh, with live betting embedded in, into live game broadcasts. You're already seeing Fanatics kind of doing it stealthily, I guess you could say, um, on their app. And they're, they're just brand new to the party as well. So we're hitting that, that new wave, you know, that I've been talking about for a couple of years now and, and just the macro level of, of legal regulated sports betting here in the U.S. now that we're you know over five years into this thing. We're seeing that new wave where we're seeing a lot of consolidation that's been happening the past couple of years. But now these new products that come out and really push the envelope on the tech side of things, really the tech compliance side of things as well, um, those are going to be uniquely positioned to, uh, to take advantage, I think. So it's definitely going to be fun to see some of these bigger, you know, Names, I guess, enter the space and Fanatics and ESPN bet and, and maybe challenge the two that have been perched at the top this whole time, DraftKings and Vandal, of course, by far the two market leaders. Um, but it's going to be interesting. We're, we'll see if there's a shakeup there. And I do have my reservations and my, my own skepticism when it comes to the ESPN plus or sorry, the ESPN bet app. But, you know, as a better, it's great because we're going to have another another out coming soon. And um, and we'll see how, how everything goes. But it's going to be interesting to track uh, the ESPN bet launch. And that's coming very soon on November 14th. The 2023-2024 college basketball season is tipping off next week. That crept up on a lot of you, didn't it? Um, For those unfamiliar, college hoops is my favorite sport to watch and also to handicap. And there's nothing like the opportunity that comes up in college hoops betting, especially early on in the season. I mean, I always make the joke that if I can marry one betting market or only bet on one market for the rest of my life, it would be early season college basketball totals, especially in in smaller conferences. There's just so much opportunity. The line moves, the, the, the discrepancies on lines from book to book is always something to behold in the first few weeks of the season, and this year is going to be no different. So make sure you have an odd screen in front of you and make sure you're shopping around for the best price. You can definitely catch some books napping on some of these line moves. They're going to come fast and furious, especially on the on the total side early in the year. Uh, there's so much opportunity. Of course, books combat that by having lower limits, but if you're able to find a way to get down, you're, there's a lot of opportunities out there to get not only a lot of CLV, but to get a lot of arbitrage in the markets on, on sides and totals in college basketball. And for those of you looking to familiarize yourselves with the teams and player personnel changes, because you know everything's changed so much in the past few years with the transfer portal and then the new COVID rules, giving players extra um, maneuverability in terms of uh, switching teams, switching programs, not having to sit out for a year. There's been a lot of changes and the transfer portals become increasingly important, but 
For those of you looking to familiarize yourselves with these changes, I always recommend getting a copy of the, the Blue Ribbon College Basketball Yearbook. I get it every year. It really helps with my own prep work. Um, so definitely recommend that one. And in terms of preseason favorites, Kansas is the short shot to win it all. Circa has them at 11-1 to 1 to cut down the nets in Arizona in early April next year. Depending on where you shop, Purdue, Duke, and Kentucky are next on the board. Purdue's 14 to 1 uh, at Circa, and Duke and Kentucky are both 15 to 1 at Circa as I record this. But, you know, shop around. I see you know, Duke and Kentucky slightly ahead of them at some other spots. And then another Big Ten team, Michigan State, they're 16 to 1 at Circa. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to, to see how they fare this year under Tom Izzo with uh, a better squad they've had the past few years. And yeah, stay tuned, because moving forward, starting next week, we'll be making College Hoops a key part of the Doggy Juice Pod, as we always do every year. And on next week's episode, I'll be back with a more in-depth College Hoops season preview. It's a B-E-A-utiful-looking slate in college football this weekend. A lot of juicy matchups. Let's give out a market in college football where I'm still seeing some betting value. Let's go to South Carolina, laying 15.5 at home against Jacksonville State. Just a simple power ratings play on, on my end, but um, I also like the handicap on this one as well. And I, I suppose it's also a good buy low, sell high spot. You're catching a South Carolina team coming off four straight losses, playing the most difficult schedule in college football so far, the gauntlet in the SEC. They're as battle-tested as it gets. And this weekend, they, they get a matchup at home where they will be Absolutely outclassing their opponent in a Jacksonville State team that's coming off back-to-back wins. And South Carolina needs this one, this win uh, down the stretch just for their bowl eligibility. Want to win by margin, too. I make this one closer to 20, actually like 19 and a half, just to tick above that. And I love the spot here backing the big home favorite on Saturday morning where they should have all their attention on this one, South Carolina. And I also heard that um, uh, college football pro better Brad Powers, he likes this one as well, which definitely... Uh, it's another nice feather in the cap uh, to hear him him behind this too. So the line has ticked up a bit. You know, he could have got 14 earlier in the week. I still think it's bettable. Some of the meat's off the bone though. But um, yeah, let's call it game cocks at anything at uh, laying minus 16 and a half or better. Let's call that a go this weekend. Hello! Not much meat on the bone in the NFL in terms of sides and totals at this point. Um, I, I do like the Cowboys this week in the NFL. Uh, plus three, minus 105, and plus 148 on the money line or at FanDuel as I'm recording this, which is a good price. Uh, make that game just under, uh, you're just a tick under two, given the Eagles one and a half for home field. Um, but I like this spot. You know, Dak Prescott, the Cowboys, uh, I like them to go and win this game. They, they've had this circled on their calendar. They were on the bye week before last week, and they, of course they had the blowout win. Uh, coming out of the bye against the Rams. So they've had some time to prepare for this, had this one circled on the calendar. And, you know, As I said in the preseason preview, these teams are very similar, and you're able to get, uh, at least from a power rating standpoint, you're able to get a way better preseason price, of course, on, on the Cowboys to win the division and, and just all, at all futures markets. So haven't changed the handicap too much on them. Definitely upgraded the Cowboys a little bit after last week. Looks like they worked out some kinks during the bye week. So I think it's a good spot here to back them. Of course, NFL... You know, they're finding edges in the NFL sites and tolls later in the week is a tough, tough errand. But I do like the the they're back in the Cowboys this week, plus three or better. And I do lean Bills in their game against the Bengals, but I'm reluctant to play it outright. However, you bet your ass I'm going to have Buffalo on my NFL teaser card this week. And with that, let's segue into our NFL teaser segment to close out the pod. As I mentioned at the top, last week we moved to six and two 
on the season on the official Doggy Juice Pod NFL teaser of the week with the Lions and Chargers easily covering their sides of the teaser leg. Uh, for those of you unfamiliar, or just a quick refresher any, or for any new people out there, um, Advantage Teaser Strategy, also known as the Stanford Wong Teaser, um, teasing through both sides on a two-team NFL teaser, sorry, two-team six-point NFL teaser, teasing through the key numbers of three and seven on both legs can yield a positive expectation or at least a, a nice math edge for you as long as you're laying minus 120 or less on this bet. And that's becoming increasingly difficult because a lot of books are protecting protecting against this by raising the juice on these. You saw it happen, I mentioned on the podcast last week. Uh, you can no longer do it at any spots in Vegas. Caesars finally moved it up to minus 125. So there's no no places in, in Vegas where you can do it. Uh, but you got to do it at minus 120 or less for the math edge to still be there. DraftKings um, of the legal books that I'm sure you have in the app for on your phone, that they're, they're still offering this at minus 120. But you got to tease through the three and the seven. That's through the three and the seven, not to the three or seven on a two-team six-point teaser. And you can find a nice math edge doing so, as we've done for years here now on the Doggy Juice Pod. And we have a few teaser candidates this week that, that fit the mold. You can get the Dolphins up from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half in Germany against the Chiefs. It's a higher total on that one at 51. Uh, so it makes it you know, a little more difficult. These, the math edge really uh, is stronger when you have a lower total, of course, because the relative value of each point that you're teasing through uh, is magnified. So it's not as it's not as much of a math edge in, in uh, these higher total games. And definitely something you don't want to be doing in any sport outside of the NFL. Don't be going teasing totals or don't be teasing college football games. Of course, there's rare exceptions. You know, the you know, if the Iowa-Northwestern game comes to mind uh, this weekend. Of course, the Iowa's laying, I think, five, five and a half in that game, so it doesn't apply to this classic teaser edge, but you get what I'm saying here. Um, but the Dolphins are a good option. I do like that one, actually. The Saints, you can tease from minus eight and a half down to minus two and a half. They're at home against the Bears. You could tease the Browns at home from minus eight down to minus two against the Cardinals. Uh, the Panthers, uh, at the time of recording, they're sitting at two and a half. You could tease them up from plus two and a half to plus eight and a half at home against the Colts. And I, I do like that one. I scooped up Panthers plus three earlier in the week. I was on them last week, too. I uh, like them again this week. They're, they're worth a bet on the money line, even though uh, it has come down a bit. You could still find plus 120 out there. So there's still a tiny bit of meat left on the bone on, on Carolina this week. They're not in tank mode because they don't have their first-round draft pick, pick this year. You know, the Bears have that one, uh, or at least you know, the next the next draft, the 2024 draft. And they have some new life coming to their bye week uh, last week. They have the OCs now finally calling plays on offense now. And there's a lot of reason to, to maybe consider the Panthers as a buy-on team heading into this week. And, of course, there's the whole uh, Frank Reich angle playing against his old team, the Colts. So I do like the Panthers this week on, on that teaser. And with a lower total, it's, it's, a, it's a nice spot. But if the threes pop again, definitely look to add threes to your portfolio. I'm not sure that's going to happen, but uh, definitely add some of that money line as well. The Giants, you can uh, tease from plus one and a half to plus seven and a half on the road against the Raiders. I'd be a little wary about feeding the Raiders this week. Teams that you know are, that have their coach fired the, pre- the prior week tend to perform well against the spread. Pretty decent sample size on that, but um, yeah, it's, that's still a, a nice teaser candidate on the Giants in a game with a, a lower total, getting them through the three and the seven as well. And then finally, the Bills. I mentioned you can get from plus two up to plus eight on the road against the Bengals. I do like that one as well, despite the uh, the relatively higher total at, at 49 and a half. But for our official Doggy Juice Podcast NFL teaser of the week for week nine, let's call it, let's tease two teams down here. Let's call it the Saints down from eight and a half down to minus two and a half against the Bears. And let's pair them with the Browns from minus eight down to minus two against the Cardinals. Let's go, DJ! 
All right, everyone, that'll do it for this episode of the Doggy Juice Pod. As always, follow the podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Doggy Juice. And as I always say, if you enjoy listening to this, then all I ask is just take five seconds to rate the Doggy Juice Podcast on Apple Podcasts. Leave a quick review if you're so inclined, but really just sharing it with someone who you know who might be interested in learning uh, more about the latest in state-by-state sports betting legalization or just how to become a sharper, better sports better during these very exciting times in the industry. Maybe have them start listening uh, when we're going to start talking about college hoops here in the, in the upcoming weeks and months. But anything you can help do to spread the word, spread the love, it's very much appreciated. And feedback as well. I love getting feedback on the podcast. Special shout out to D-Dog out in California for his feedback a couple weeks ago. Um, I, always, I always love hearing that, hearing from you guys, see how I can make this better uh, and a better experience for, for all of you. College Hoops starts next week. I'll be on with a little season preview, a look at the season ahead and, and final four picks, things to look at early on in the season. I'm looking to share a lot more alpha on, on College Hoops early in the year, so that's going to be fun. All right, everyone, thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend. Good luck on your action. Talk to you all again next week. Doggy Juice out. Doggy Juice.